This is a shock podcast. Shock. Due to the discussions of murder, sexual activities and assault, listener discretion is advised, especially those under 13. The world is full of dangers and mysteries. Among them are the notorious serial killers who have terrorized and fascinated people for decades. How did they commit their crimes? How were they caught? But most importantly, what were their motives? Ah! Can You Solve It is a podcast that talks about notorious serial killers. This is Irdina Ishaq, your host for the series. Each week, you will join me in sharing stories of global cases that had happened, not to encourage murder, but to discuss ways on how it could have been better or much even prevented the murder. another day at the studio. Welcome back. I'm Irdina Isha and in today's episode, we'll discuss on Stephen Port, killer known to spike his victims' drinks with date rape drug GHB. As usual, Izwin, go ahead, let the world know you are here. Hello, I'm Izwin, back with Dina with another episode of Can You Solve It? Okay, this is Can You Solve It? Be sure to tune in and see if you can guess the killer's motives right. Izwin, have you gone through a dating app? Of course. I'm a Gen Z and I'm 25. Okay, see Izwin, because in today's topic, we will be discussing online dating gone wrong. You better watch out. Okay, so dating app, it has become a norm now. So many people have met their partners online, but unfortunately, for these victims of Stephen Port, their hopes to find love online was shattered and it had actually became the apparent cause of their death. Stephen Port. Let's start the story. Stephen Port, a commonly known as the grinder killer, was responsible for the murders of four young gay men in East London. Between June 2014 to September 2015, Port lured four young men he had met online to his flat in Barking, East London. He would first drug them, then rape these victims, and once he was done, he would murder these individuals. The story started on 19th July 2014 at 4:18 in the morning. So a call was initiated for 999 to come and save a person who was found collapsed or drunk. Well, at least that was what the person who called the ambulance said. Mm-hmm. And that person was none other than Stephen Port. And the phone call ended with him saying, "I've got to get to my car." which left the person on the phone hanging like it was just a weird phone call totally random and out of the blue and later when the ambulance arrived the guy who was claimed to have been drunk was actually pronounced dead on the spot and the body actually belonged to a 23-year-old Anthony Walgate who was a fashion design student and also an occasional sex worker and the death was believed to be suspicious from the very start since there was bruising and blood on his torso but a few days later Anthony's friend called the police he told the police that Stephen Port actually called his friend on a dating app to ask him to sleep with him but when the police confronted Stephen he said that Anthony overdosed mm-hmm. like he had passed of a self-inflicted drugs overdose so he told the story that when he before he went to work Anthony actually took up those drugs 
went to sleep but once Stephen got back he just found him dead mm-hmm. and because he panicked he decided to leave the body outside and that story actually made the police believe him like the police thought okay it's just a one time thing he panicked yeah. that's possible of course that's not the truth so anyway Stephen Port was only charged with perverting the cause of justice for not telling the police he knew him at the time but the case was closed that was all to it and the thing that was off with the police was that they had both Anthony and Stephen's laptops which they didn't even crack open and that could have actually saved other lives i mean Stephen did a lot of googling so if only the police made an extra effort to search that thing to open up the laptop then it could have exposed him from the very start mm-hmm. right they just had to slip that up it would have stopped steven from killing other victims as well mm. they did their job properly mm. Two months after, the body of another person was found, which belonged to a 22-year-old Gabriel Kovari, all the way from Slovakia, and he was found in the graveyard of the Church of Saint Margaret of Antioch, also in Barking. And it was actually only two minutes down the road from where Anthony died. And the thing is, Anthony died right outside Stephen Port's apartment. If they had done the investigation further, they could have noticed a pattern. Actually, mm-hmm. the thing with Gabriel Kovari is that he was actually. In a relationship with Stephen, mm. Stephen made it known to some people that they were together. But when Gabriel went missing, he decided to tell different stories. Like it wasn't lying. For once, he said Gabriel just left him. Another time, he would just say he had gone back to Slovakia. Another mm. day, he would say Gabriel left for Spain. So it was totally different stories. And only then, like later, did a lady find Gabriel's lifeless body, semi-clothed, and said that he looked like he was placed. There, mm-hmm. so the mystery was solved. Like Gabriel was dead; he wasn't anywhere else. Yeah. He was dead. Then, on 20th September the same year, another body was found, which belonged to a 21-year-old chef, Daniel Whitwood. Same graveyard, same circumstances, but that was a bad shit this time. Like a bad shit was found, and another thing that was same was that it was also found by the same woman who was walking her dog. She said she had found his body in the exact same way. Like it really looked like he was also placed there. Mm-hmm. But the difference here with Daniel Whitwood is that police found a suicide note. In which he said, Daniel Whitwood said he wanted to take the responsibility for the death of Gabriel Kovari, that they had been in a relationship, and that he had taken his own life out of guilt. Like he killed Gabriel, so now he's like, I'm gonna kill myself. But anyway, the thing with Daniel Whitwood was that bruises was also found on his body. Okay, so with the suicide note, the police decided to send it to his family, but the family responded by saying that they couldn't confirm the handwriting. No, 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 no. However, the police at the time was like, Yep, it's Daniel's handwriting. Like they were like, We're sure it's Daniel's handwriting. Also, in the note, it actually stated, "Don't blame the guy I was with last night." So sus. That's so yeah. That's that's, so that, that's very sus, right? But the police, like, they didn't go through the details. Like, they just, uh, yeah, it's a suicide. I think that's like the big indication when it says explicitly, "Don't look for the person." Here's another thing, though. Um, parents don't really know your ha- what your handwriting is like. In my opinion, I don't think my parents know. I'd be shocked if like the parents would actually know, if, unless if. Com- Compared it to like Daniel's other writings, like maybe his diary, mm-hmm. but there's a higher chance that the parents actually don't know, and that's not the most reliable mm-hmm. to confirm whether that's true or not without evidence to compare it with. Yeah, that, well, that's true. But then again, the police are not also the right people yeah. to say, okay. "Yep, these are this is the handwriting of yeah. 
No, this person because they don't even know who that victim was. Exactly. I'm sure yeah. the Met, the Met would have um, experts that compare handwritings all the time. Yeah, but they fail apparently at the time. So anyway, with all these issues coming up, because these are about young mm. gay men, right? So these local LGBTQ people, they went to the police with all the information to say like, hey, something was up, why don't you look at it? But the police, they just sweep it under the rug. Mm. So anyway, the thing about Stephen Port is that all throughout this time, he would pop up on messages in the form of another person. Like this guy who is called John Luke. He's a gay porn star from California. Stephen Port would, would pretend, pretend to be, to be yeah. And then he would say that he, he's an Oxford graduate. So in other words, like his victims were catfished. Oh. Wait, however, they've met up with him and realized. Yeah. Isn't that already fishy from the beginning? Yeah. Because obviously we will never know from the point of view of the victims unless they've written it in their phone or something or talked to their friend. Mm -hmm. However, yeah, that isn't a bit suspicious in the beginning. Yeah, and and he also wore a wig, by the way. So he would try his best to look decent, I guess. To look different. Uh, Mm. Different and decent looking. Decent, yeah. Mm -hmm. In 2015, Stephen Port was jailed for his previous Mm. crime, right? For the perverting the cause of justice. Then he was bailed on June that same year. And then, of course, another body was found in September 2015. Is that the same place? Right by the church. Is it the same lady? Fortunately, this time for the lady, no. No. She didn't find this person. But anyway, the body belonged to a 25-year-old forklift driver, Jack Taylor. And the reason was the same, by the way. It was ruled a drug overdose Mm. by the police. And a syringe and needle marks were also found on his body. Here's the thing. His family, Jack Taylor's family, did their own work. Because they knew him, obviously, and they described him as anti-drug. Yeah. Like, they knew who Jack Taylor is. Mm -hmm. So, the police at the time was like, they wanted to close this case as quickly as possible. But the family, they just weren't done. Yeah. They pressured the police, come on, do further investigations. Because they knew there were other similar cases previously. Mm. And finally, under that pressure, police decided to give in and gave them a CCTV footage. So this whole time, the police actually had a CCTV footage, but they overlooked it because they thought in that CCTV footage, there was only Jack Taylor. Mm. They thought there was only Jack Taylor Mm. when, if you really watch it carefully, there were two people in that video. Mm -hmm. So when the family looked at it, they were like, that's not just Jack Taylor. That's him with another person. Yeah. How could you miss this? And when the family pointed that out, only the police realized, okay. There's someone we have to look into. And of course, that person was none other than Stephen Port. Due to this CCTV footage that they found, Port was arrested on the suspicion of murder by administering poison. And after a four-day police interview, Port was charged with four counts of murder. When the charge was reported in the media, eight other men Hmm. came forward and told stories that they had been drugged and raped by Port at his flat after being found online. And that's it. So, what were his motives? I don't think he wanted to be a serial killer. Really? I don't think so. I think he's quite similar to Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. Where he wants to have a partner that is stationary. That doesn't move. That doesn't react. However, humans do react to, you know, whatever touch or whatever communication they give to them, right? Whether you're talking to them or not, they're going to react. And similar to Jeffrey Dahmer, he just wants a stationary print like someone that doesn't move. So possibly, Stephen Port drugged them because he wants to do sexual acts on these people. Which obviously, first of all, is wrong because it's without consent. It's rape, right? Yes. So we know it's already wrong. 
So that, I think, he does not have intentions to be a serial killer. He is an accidental serial killer. However, that's just from my point of view. So what do you think, Dina? What is the answer? Damn. Okay, the answer, you see, of course it's hard because his case is like still new, right? So there's yeah, not there's years. not much about him. Yeah. So his motives weren't actually revealed. Yeah. But the thing here is when, as a child, he did grow up lonely. I always like to look at the background of for course. us, right? And he was often characterized by a person who would, by the way, still love to play with his toy truck at parties. Like growing mm. up parties, he was like a child playing in his own thing with his own toys. So maybe that's something a bit odd, although playing with toys is not a crime. But maybe that was one of the telling signs that he was odd. Yeah. And he grew up lonely. And then since his motives were not fully known, but you see, there are some possible factors mm. that have been suggested by experts and investigators. And according to the BBC One, he had a deep-seated fascination with drug-rape pornography. Oh! Mm. And oh, right, right, okay. And a fixation on unconscious young men. Okay, that, that's weird, that's weird. That's odd. And of course, he also had a history of lying about his identity and background, creating false personas to impress others. So this right here, he may have felt insecure about his appearance and social status. I mean, he did wear a wig, right? And he did catfish people. So maybe he was out there to sort, to exert power and control over his victims mm. by being someone he's totally not. So I think his crimes were based on his deep insecurities. Yeah. But it's weird. It is odd. Um, the police found those pornography on his laptop. Did mm. they? Do you know? I'm not sure, but they did crack open the laptop though. And they found like, you know, he had like lots of drugs. He did Google all of this stuff. Yeah. That's the weird thing because before, one of his friends once visited him and said that and said that Stephen Port himself looked like a mess. But on top of that, like he found something. Like maybe it was filled with a ton of drugs. Ooh. And like if only he realized that sooner, like, okay, mm. he was up to something. Yeah. In this case, see, here's the thing. It goes back to our case about we were talking about Dennis Nelson previously. Because when it comes to like relationship things, especially same sex partner in the mm. UK, right? Oh, yeah. They don't really take it seriously. And also at the same time, it's a pretty common if it's a relationship mm -hmm. and they're raped or whatever, the police won't see it as a crime. And in this case as well, is that they were... It's easy for the police to just like, oh, it's a drug overdose. But it's the same telltale sign for three murders. They should have seen something. And the fact is, even with Jack Taylor, they still did not see that it's a serial murderer is around. So there's yeah, something wrong. Yeah. There's just something wrong with how they process it. Three murders. The same listeners. sign. I feel bad for the lady. Yeah. I feel so sorry about her and her dog. Keep on finding dead bodies on their walk. That's a shame. Yeah, but it was really funny. Like, how could they not think of it, right? From the very start. Because even other people, other parties, like the LGBTQ, other people had to point out like, hey, maybe it's, it's done by the same guy. Yeah. But the police still Ooh. didn't realize it. Actually, I think I remember reading that the neighbor was also telling Gabriel that Stephen isn't, Port yeah, wasn't a nice guy. That was a nice guy. Yeah, he was also described as a violent guy by his ex-boyfriends, by the way. Crazy. Would you think that the lesson here is to be more careful with meeting people online? Or just being careful with meeting people in general? Both, actually. Mm. Because you see, when you meet a stranger, you don't really know their intentions. Mm. So, whatever it is, I mean, if you really want to have a relationship with someone, right? Just make sure other people know about you. Yeah, I think so as well. I think uh, with the first victim, 
Anthony, I think he did tell his flatmates or his friends to be careful because um uh, because he's he's a he's a sex worker. Yeah, too. yeah. Mm. So he was saying, oh, if I don't come back, then report to the police. And mm. I'm not sure if the friends did report. Yeah, it, it was his friend that alerted the police. Ah, okay, okay. In that case, is where like they, he even tried his best to be careful. He still, you know, unfortunately died in the hands of Stephen Port. So I guess you know, as someone who has dated people that I've met online, I think the rule of thumb I would say is always to meet people in public and never 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 ah. never meet them in private unless it's like you're sure it's fine yeah and my parents always always advise this don't leave your drink open oh yes any drink like if it's yeah. tea ice you know it's just like yeah, even mineral water by the way no yeah. because you never know what they're gonna put in you leave it unattended don't drink from again just get another drink that's true because these victims by the way they were all spiked their drinks were spiked oh okay I didn't know that mm. were, yeah that's how he killed his victims yeah except for Jack where he I have a feeling possibly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with Jack Stephen didn't give Jack enough drugs that he most probably didn't pass out mm-hmm. or maybe he did maybe for Jack Stephen actually meant to kill him because they found injection oh syringe yeah yeah right uh. so that means that it wasn't at this case it wasn't just about having sexual interaction with Jack anymore it's about actually just murdering him however we won't know the truth we will never know unless Stephen comes out and tells us his story he is popular being the grinder killer the dating app killer right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. however I don't think it's gonna be a few more years until we find out what's actually going through Steven's head with the last victim mm-hmm. but then why the additional maybe it's his obsession obsession with some people are just weird is win okay yeah maybe he's seen how it's like, oh it's like he can't get away with murder so might as well just yeah, but, try but and get away with it the way he pleased the victims like it was weird it's also out in the open yeah and to think that he could casually do that mm. oh okay and people by the way he was arrested on 15th October 2015 and he was jailed for life in 2016 so oh. right now you don't have to worry for now about meeting him because he's in jail like actual serial killers they do deserve to have their full whole life in prison mm, yeah. Um, yeah we cannot replace the lives that were lost also I just wanted to point out that if you are doing an online dating right just follow your gut feelings if you, yeah, if you, true, if you feel like something is oh, off just escape you don't have to out. think of reasons like oh my god he's gonna follow me no just do whatever you have to do to keep yourself yeah. safe I I always be honest I'm like yeah I'm gonna go I'm not really gonna be honest but I don't feel safe I just be like I'm just gonna go and like I wanna go home have a nap then I'm like I've got plans with friends or something just be honest and just leave because if you don't feel safe you don't feel safe yeah or just like make some like extra excuses like before you go out for that date you have something planned out yeah. like map out in your mind so you figure out okay see if this guy's a red flag then come up with an excuse let's say uh, my friend is just make out some excuses or my parents are calling me blah 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 blah. or like have a backup say your friend you alert your friend you say okay look can you call me yeah and then your friend calls and you say okay I gotta leave yeah I would do this thing where I share my life location with the friend for the whole date and see if anything off happens yeah we can do that actually with whatsapp like people can search where you are there there is this thing well i just do whatsapp man like it's i just uh, whatsapp whatsapp yeah whatsapp and i i I got an iphone now so i can do that too with an iphone yeah whatsapp you can do that with your friend your family member whoever yeah but i feel like there are lots of applications where you can just share your location with other people yeah that's a wrap so that's all for now but there will always be more don't miss us too much because next week you'll be listening to us again for sure so hit the subscribe button and be sure to share this on every platform you're on thank you everyone hope you enjoyed this episode